countdown to the Vikings. One day away. We're here, we're here baby. Made Let's it. go. Yeah. We Woo! are here. LaBelle Edwards Stadium. Yeah. Football tomorrow. The day before the day. Let's go. Woo. This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now, from LaBelle Edwards Stadium, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. The party is here in LaBelle Edwards Stadium. We are live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in L-E-S. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. That graphic about Dennis. Future BYUSN host. Don't bring the energy down, Jerem. Don't bring the energy down. Why are we, why are we faunting him uh, incorrectly to start the show? <laughs> what the heck, man? Happy White Pants Friday, everyone. Wherever yeah. and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton teamed up with dinosaur fossil excavator Jerem Jordan. Are you referencing the museum across the street? Is that what you're talking Picking about? up what I'm putting down, or man. Or the fact that there's like this rumor that there's some dinosaur bones buried Absolutely. in the Bell Edwards Stadium? You would know. As with many other opponents from the past. How fantastic is this view? Oh, my gosh. With the confetti in the uh, back here, it's amazing. No, this is it. Okay, so we walk in here. They're painting the numbers. They're getting everything ready. It looks immaculate. Running the ribbons and video boards here. They they got BYU Sports Nation up on the screen. The smell of fresh-cut grass. Oh, this is amazing. It smells like a victory over the Vikings. It really does tomorrow. It's great to have college football back tomorrow. Cannot wait for that. And we have a loaded show, by the way. Absolutely. Trevor Maddich of ESPN. He's the analyst on the game tomorrow. Does he know anything about BYU? We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, plus, Dennis Pitta of the Baltimore Ravens? Question mark? A future BYU Sports Nation host? What? Question mark? An Aleva Hefo wide receiver. So we got a loaded show. Plus, a brand the thing we're doing that's replacing going for two. We're doing something else. We're going to present that in a sec. You are appropriately placed in the shade. I'm just noticing this. So I can throw some. And the sun is beating down on me. It's August. It's warm. You know yeah. what? I don't care because football happens Sounded tomorrow. like you cared initially. Football happens tomorrow. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU-Portland State, third earliest game in BYU football history. Here is the game day schedule. 1 p.m. Eastern, Cougar Countdown Show on BYU Radio. An hour after that at 2 Eastern, Countdown to Kickoff is back for another season at 2 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. After that, 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain, ESPN and BYU Radio. The game is there for all of you to enjoy. Post-game coverage will happen right after on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And then at midnight Eastern time, 10 p.m. Mountain, the BYU TV game day replay with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and Lauren Franco. Loaded, but that's not the only football thing going on. New Mexico State, moments ago, just announced they're playing BYU next year, November 17th, in this stadium. What this means is, as a piece of confetti falls down, what this means is that the schedule for BYU in 2018 has 12 games. 12 games. It said I tweeted out uh, the schedule. That st- can still fluctuate a little bit. They can change dates. The opponent could be in, out. It, it's, it's early. But we have 12 games for 2018. As constituted a full schedule for 2018. There you go. Mark your calendars for the home schedule in 2019. 
<laughs> we yeah, will talk yeah. about that later. Now, now 2018's home is not as strong as 2019's, that's for sure. But the road schedule for BYU is unbelievable next year. Whew. On to the NFL now. Mitch Matthews and John Denny representing the Miami Dolphins played in a 38-31 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles last night. What about Harvey Longy? Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots. They played Ziggy and the Lions tonight. They okay. will play. Right. Daniel Swanson and the Chiefs also play my Seahawks tonight. DeAndre Wesley, Bronson Kafusi, and the Ravens play the Bills on Saturday. Brian Billick joined us yesterday. He'll be the analyst on that game. And Kai Nakua and the Browns take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then uh, the Green Bay Packers, Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill, Colby Pearson, they play across the mountains against Denver tomorrow. That's overshadowed quite a bit by the fact that BYU is playing a game, I believe, in this stadium tomorrow. I'm not quite yeah, sure, though. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, keep an eye on what happens with BYU and then maybe tune in for what happens in Denver. I forgot about how completely messy the <laughs> show Like, wow, this is great. And then it's just like this, just garbage everywhere. <laughs> But it's a celebration. It's a party. There's a lot of garbage. Listen, when you count down to the Vikings from 200 and whatever days we did, it deserves the confetti cannons. Finally, it's over. It deserves the confetti cannons. BYU women's volleyball opens the season tonight. They're picked to win the West Coast Conference by the coaches. Not a surprise. Libero, Mary Lake, and outside hitter McKenna Miller, both named to the preseason all-conference team. Also not a surprise. The 10th-ranked Cougars host St. Louis today, 2 Eastern. Tomorrow's match Against 21st-ranked The Ohio State University, and that is a request from the Buckeyes, will be simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9.30 Eastern. BYU also plays UT Rio Grande Valley tonight. They have two matches today. Then the BYU TV home opener against 21st-ranked Ohio State tomorrow night after football. And soccer's ranked. Women's soccer 17th in the country. They play Cal State Fullerton tonight, BYU Radio, 9 Eastern time. They're looking for win number one. Let's go. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Fantasy Friday. We are beginning a new adventure this football season, Jerem. And competition reigneth supreme, right? It, it, it doth reigneth. Listen, when whenever you have an opportunity to up the ante with something, especially between you and I. Choose not to do it because that means more work for somebody. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> This is a brand new segment that uh, we are rolling out on BYU Sports Nation that will continue through the season. Fantasy through Friday. basketball too, right? Is that the idea? No, this is football. I don't know. Do Have we need we do we out? need to christen this thing <laughs> with some special music or something? It's both. I'm told. Oh, okay. Okay. It's Fantasy Friday. On BYU Sports Nation. See now, it just, if I could it just, be like Mike, it just feels that's what that better, right? Like to me, yeah. it just feels better. Yeah, you I like this music. music. It's Sometimes good energy. I dream that he is me, <laughs> and then Mia Ham comes in. We can, do, yeah. Oh. oh man, it went away. <laughs> so we did going for two, which was a lot of fun. Where we made two. Pro- it was two fun winning that. It was very fun. Fantasy football has taken over in society, so why not? Join the fun on BYU Sports Nation. I'll be honest. When I hear fantasy, I think like dwarves and wizards and stuff. (laughs) So I was like, what do we do? Oh, like football? Okay, cool. Yes, yes. Here's how this is going to work. I'm going to have Legolas and uh, Darth Maul. Stop it. And uh, Stop it. You're trying really hard to get away from that nerdy uh, identity. Ron Weasley is my third round. Not helping. Not helping. <laughs> I'm excited for this. That's Fantasy really Football Friday. Maybe we should throw a football in there, you know, just to help you. No, let's assume that it's football. Fine. Fine. I'm being stupid. Fine. Uh, we are playing Fantasy Football with BYU. Now, the task at hand is we are 
going to project who will be the highest fantasy scorer yes. from an individual standpoint. Yes. Or if you want to take the defense. It's yes. just like normal fantasy football. Like yes. You can pick the defense, like they're going to score big, or you can pick any one offensive player. Okay. So we have a point system. We are not going to explain said point system. We tweeted out. You can check it out. There's points for doing certain things individually for everybody but the defense. Yeah, we and want that, you to like join us. Like the kicker is an – yeah. So t- tweet in uh, you know, your picks. In fact, let's get to our Twitter question before we reveal our picks. Our Twitter question, who is your BYUSN Fantasy Friday pick for the Portland State game? Okay, use the hashtag BYUSN at Greg Rosenhan. Trey Dye. He will emerge and showcase his skills. That's an off-the-radar okay. pick, but it's an FCS opponent. That's what makes picking an offensive player yes. very, very difficult in the Portland State game. Unless you pick Tanner Mangum, <laughs> which is my pick. I'm going with Tyler Ma- Magnum slash Tanner Mangum. How so much is he going to play? Shows up. Now, that's the question. So, uh, yeah, I'm and, and we, we have this point system uh, figured out. I, I think... I think Tanner Mangum's going to have a fantastic start to this game. And when he starts games, all he does, like season in season openers, or at least comes in, he throws Hail Marys for wins. So I'm expecting at least one 42-yard Hail Mary at some point in the game. I am going. I'm, I kid. I am going <laughs> with the BYU defense. Brian Billick pick. brought up something yesterday. The known knowns, right? Mm-hmm. Something that the coaches feel very confident in what they actually have. And the defense is right at the top of that list. And they're playing an FCS opponent. BYU, on average, gives up only eight points a game to FCS competition. So that good. should help me score some points. Especially for that allow nine or less or fewer points. Yeah. Five, five points. Five That's points a five-pointer. Right and as I mentioned, we want you to join along with us. Compete against Jeremy and myself. Keep track of your Fantasy Friday picks. And uh, and see what and happens. It, yeah, and if you get the right one and you remind us, we'll tweet a picture of us giving you a thumbs up. That's what we will give you. That we w- <laughs> That's what we will give you. We want people, That's quite the reward. We're trying to help people want to do this. Well, now people are like, oh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I did too I much. Thought, I thought it would get something. Nope, nope. Uh, yeah, this is meant to be a fun Friday situation where we compete against each other, and absolutely we will hold each other's feet to the fire. Yeah. And we're and we're gonna do this through football and basketball again. Last year we did it throughout, and it's fun, man. And and it's just fun being here because there's this very exciting vibe in year two. Then you talk about the known knowns from Coach Billick. What do we know? We know kind of what Kalani Satake and Elias Tuyaki and Ty Detmer and Ed Lamp, We know what those guys are kind of about, right? The head coach and the coordinators. We know. We think we know what Tanner Mangum's about, having seen him play basically a whole season, and now he's the guy we've seen spring and fall. He's been crisp in fall. BYU's playing an FCS opponent. This should lend itself to a lot of success. So let's see what BYU brings out here. I'm especially interested in seeing who are the offensive playmakers, yes. wide receivers and running backs, who's doing what. We're going to overreact no matter what. It's start, we start because to get LSU's, answers tomorrow. LSU is next week. Everything BYU does against Portland State has nothing to do with Portland State. It has everything to do with BYU's preparation for LSU. BYU... We'll be watched closely by the Tigers tomorrow. In fact, the Tigers players are having uh, a few watch parties. Where they may have a watch party right now. They're down to, to business. Watch this. Well, pay attention. Arden Key, you don't have to play in the game if you don't want. <laughs> like, take it easy. Neither SEC schedule. Darius, guys, if you want to, if you want to, you know, relax. Hang out on the sideline yeah. for a while. That's cool. That's cool. Jerem Jordan going with Tanner Mangum as his fantasy Slash Friday. Tyler pick. Magnum if he shows up. Okay. Yeah. Wow, you get two players? Well, it's 
well, it's like one player because it's like point nine is Tanner okay. Mangum. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe we should tell Trevor Maddich uh, the the correct pronunciation of his name. If he messes up Tanner Mangum, <laughs> that would be bad. He's the BYU guy. That would be bad. I am going with the BYU defense, and we want to know who you are going with BYU Sports Nation with your fantasy Friday picks. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. All right, tell us your Fantasy Friday picks. At David Fiso says, Johnny Linehan, I predict total victory. I'm picking him every week unless he makes me lose. Well, you probably won't pick him next week. We don't have punting in this. But Johnny wouldn't do me like that. Come on, David. At least they're at home, right, to open the season. We better not be seeing any fake punts. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Not the fake punts, the fact that BYU's at home. Since going independent 2011, BYU's opened the season at home just one other time. That was Washington State 2012, Mike Leach. A freshman came into the game at quarterback on a fourth down and threw an 18-yard touchdown pass. That freshman's name was Taysom Hill. BYU has only opened the season at home one time in independence. you got to go to the people. That is happening. That's tomorrow. crazy. And first FCS opponent in the season opener since 08 when Dennis Pitta played. Dennis Pitta will join us coming up. At Jay Gibbs 19. I'm going with Tanner Mangum. He's siding with you, Jerem. Yeah. He's going to have a huge game. Second choice is defense. Yeah, that's how it worked here, too. Third is Matt Bushman. Bushman's a good pick, too. I don't know where to go. You're right. The FCS angle kind of like like Riley Burt would be a great pick to me. Yeah, what if too. Bo Hodge has two rushing touchdowns yeah. and a throwing touchdown? Well, we minimized... A passing touchdown to four points as opposed to six. Because it's, it's just too easy for it. Bo knows that. He, yeah. Bo knows. Bo knows. Oh, snap. Bo knows. Coming up, our two-on-one interview with Aleva, Alevitate Hepo. But first, future BYU Sports Nation host, question mark? Excuse me. Dennis Pitta joins Excuse us. Excuse me. Cougar football fans, gear up to follow BYU football week by week with BYU TV's newest live show, hosted by Voice of the Cougars' Greg Rubel. It's BYU football with Kalani Satake. It's an all-access pass to the latest info and engaging discussions with a coach and player guest. Get in on Q&A sessions with questions from BYU faithful from across the nation. If you love Cougar football, don't miss BYU football with Kalani Satake Tuesdays at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem, clean up this confetti mess. No. Okay. Let's just sell Later. They're painting because the field. Because we are in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Oh, look, the confetti is still falling. Oh, it's crazy. It has nothing to do with anybody behind oh, the no scenes. No one threw that. Throwing yeah. it in front of the cameras. <laughs> Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUS in our conversation. You know it. It's going right now. Two Eastern time tomorrow, we will get you ready for BYU and Portland State with our one-hour live pregame show on BYU TV. It's called Countdown to Kickoff. Spencer Linton, Brian Logan, David Nixon, Dave and Blaine up in the booth, Lauren Dan on the field. We will have you covered a full hour. Watch the Cougars warm up tomorrow, two Eastern time. Who is your hashtag BYUSN Fantasy Friday pick for the Portland State game? At CL underscore living tweets in Bo Tanner. <laughs> it was Bo slash Tanner as opposed to Bo Tanner, uh, which is a pick. I figure this combination gives me at least six chances to win. <laughs> That's probably true. Bo Tanner or Bo, Bo Tanner. No, it's Bo 
Tanner, Tanner or, or Bo Tanner. Tanner. Yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Very good. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, future BYU Sports Nation host. That's what they told me to say. His name is Dennis Pitta. I didn't tell you that. He is a Super Bowl champion. Dennis, it's been way too long since we've done this. Welcome up, back to Dennis? the show. Thanks, guys. It has been too long. So uh, your reaction to, uh, once again, seeing your name plugged with future BYU Sports Nation host. After all of this time, it still is there. <laughs> Rightfully so. I think I've earned it. Really? <laughs> yeah. <I'm... laughs> Does that make you nervous, Jeremy? I'm. I've not updated my LinkedIn in a while. So no. <laughs> Dennis, are, wasn't I? Wasn't I on the IMDb page? Someone yeah. added you as a host yes. on the IMDb. Yes. Page. Dennis is on the IMDb yeah. page. Maybe you should yeah. update your LinkedIn profile, Jeremy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Who says it's mine? Maybe it's yours. No. Dennis, are you are you retired? What's the situation? Are you trying to come back? Does that does that also make you nervous that I'm potentially retired? <laughs> no, because <laughs> no, because you're a millionaire. No, no. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm not officially retired, so I'm not going to say I'm retired. But you know, I'm I'm fresh off my third hip injury and. Uh, you know, my football outlook isn't looking as good as my, my broadcasting, you know, BYU Sports Nation outlook. Okay. You ought to get a second source on that one. <laughs> Dennis, <laughs> uh, uh, in, in all seriousness, how are, you, how are you feeling right now, man? How, uh, how is the status of the injury, and, and how's your help? Honestly, I feel good. You know, I'm about 12 weeks out of and, uh, you know, moving around great, feeling good. You know, I'm going to start some rehabilitation here just to get my strength back and to make sure I can – you know, feel good and live a long, healthy life. But, you know, other than that, I feel really good and you know, no complaints on my end. That's fantastic news. Okay, we've got a little bit of feedback. It sounds kind of like you're uh, in the twilight zone. So we're going to reconnect with you and bring you back. And just to make Jeremy a little bit more nervous, I'm not nervous. Uh, we'll make the, the, the second part of this interview your official tryout to be a host. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, we'll talk to you in a second. Yeah, Dennis, I think he's in the upside down. <laughs> Stranger right Things. Yeah, October 27th. It kind of sounds like two. that, right? Yeah, the producers the producers of that show are like, oh, this, 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 this is a good idea. Maybe, maybe we should throw that uh, little feedback. Listen, if there. homie can't get a clean connection, how is he going to host this show? Like, Well, maybe he'll blame it on you. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, I'm the one putting him on the phone, well, we just Spencer. Learned, we just learned from him that he is not <laughs> officially retired. Now, now, this is exciting news. I want Dennis to keep playing in the NFL. He's one of the best tight ends we've ever had at BYU. He had I a Ravens record-setting year last year. Yeah, he, like he's still a good player. He's got. He's just got to get the uh, hips in order there. And it's tough because a third one, man, like I've expected him to announce retirement up to this point, you know, but he's still not retired, which I think is a good sign. Hopefully he can come back. Yeah, he and Taysom Hill have some war stories to share for oh my, sure. They oh should get together goodness. and write a book, right? Yeah. Granted, Dennis has found success at the National Football League level in that he's won a Super Bowl championship. He has set the Ravens team record, and, I mean, he, he got the contract to show for it. He signed a four-year, $32 million contract. That's why I think he has no business being here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, part two. Now, now we're going to ask him the hard questions. Now, to yeah, see if he that can was hang, a, right? that was just a warm up. See if he can hang. Couple Dennis, swings in the cage. Are you there? Do we have you back? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Crisp. You're, you're out of the upside down from Stranger Things. You're back in uh, uh, our reality. You opened up the 2008 season 
with an FCS opponent. What is it like to play a lower division opponent in that first game? Well, you know, it, I like playing them in the first game because I don't think there's a lot of letdown that's going to happen with, you know, an FCS opponent, which may typically happen later on in the season. Now, with ours, I really like that game because I think I had, what, 213 yards receiving? (laughs) (laughs) So I enjoyed that first opponent. But, you know, I I do like how the schedule's set up where we get an opportunity to come out, play a team like Portland State, a team that we should should beat. Um, But, you know, you still have those same emotional highs of a first football game, a season opener. And so there shouldn't be any letdown emotionally. There shouldn't be any letdown physically. Um, you know, we should come out and roll these guys and, and set ourselves up confidently to go into next week against LSU. Now that's my next question. Is this week all about LSU, or is there more to this game? No. It, to be honest, it's about Portland State, and I think you have to approach it as such. If you're looking towards LSU and looking just to position yourself well next week against LSU, you know you might get surprised a little bit. We've seen it happen more than once in college football, and I think you just have to focus on this game. And I don't think that's going to be hard to do for these guys. Like I said, when you're opening up a season, there's so much emotion and so much anxiety that goes into this game that you're doing everything you can to make a good first impression, whether you're an unproven player or a player that's you know, we have high expectations for. This is a game where you set the standard for what your season's going to be. Dennis Pitta, 11 catches, 213 yards for an average of 19.4 in that uh, blowout win over Northern Iowa in 2008. That's well studied, Jerem. Uh, that's the sign of a, of a polished veteran right there, bringing up specific <laughs> numbers. That's, that's my career high, I think, at BYU. So, you know, you don't forget that one. I didn't know it was 11 <laughs> catches. I actually thought it was 12 or 13, but I remember the yardage. Dennis Pitta with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is football eve at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Dennis, have you had a chance to speak with Matt Bushman? Because a a lot of people are excited about the return of the tight end at BYU. And Bushman was the spring game MVP. He was our fall camp MVP. What do you expect from him, whether or not you have spoken with him? So I haven't spoken to him. And, you know, I, I would like to, to be honest, I'm, I'm boarding a flight later today. I'm going to be at the game tomorrow, so hopefully I'll get to meet him and and talk to him a little bit. But, you know, I've heard a lot of great things about him from a lot of different sources. Um, You know, I've talked to Chad Lewis about him, and Chad knows the tight end position better than anyone, and Chad thinks he's, you know, got a ton of potential and really going to be a great player. So I think I'm excited, you know, finally to watch some some tight ends get out there and contribute in this offense will be fun to watch, but... Um, you know, I've got high expectations for Matt. I got to watch him a little bit in the spring game, and he looked really good. He looked smooth. He looked like he caught the ball really well and confidently and, you know, should be a big weapon for Tanner this season. What do you expect from Tanner Mangum? Because we saw him in 2015. We, see, we saw what he could do, but this is a different offense, different offensive coordinator. He's had the year to sit. What do you expect from him? I think, I think all of our expectations for Tanner are really high. We've seen, I mean, he's played almost two full seasons at this point. Um, he's got a lot of experience under his belt. He's going into his junior year and we expect him to be a really good quarterback. He's got the potential. I think he's got what it takes upstairs to be a great player. And now we just kind of want to see it come together. And, you know, I think that they have the weapons on this team to be able to, you know, help him out. And, you know, I think we expect him to have a big year. So that, that's my expectation at least. This smells like 2007 a little bit to me. 
And hear me out on this one. So 06, BYU gets back, right? BYU's back, 11-2, back to Harleen. Back Harleen, Brown, you have all these playmakers on offense. They graduate. In comes yourself, Max Hall, Austin Colley's back from a mission, Harvey Unga. I'm not saying all those guys are those guys this year to that year, but just the fact that there were some unproven playmakers on offense. What was it like when you went into 07 after 06 knowing, okay, people don't know us, but we are ready for this moment? What was that like? Yeah, I mean, 2007 was was a fun year for us because nobody knew what we were capable of. You know, we had a completely unproven quarterback in Max Hall, um, had never played a snap for us. I think it's a little bit different this year at the quarterback position. We know a lot more about Tanner than we did about Max. Um, But, you know, we know what we had in Max. We had practiced with him, gone through, you know, training camp and the whole offseason. We knew what he was capable of. And so we were excited about that part, and we were confident in what we were going to be able to do offensively. Um, but you had a guy like Austin Colley. You know, Austin, I don't think Austin was really flying under the radar at that point. He had a monster freshman year before his mission, came back, and, you know, we expected him to be what he was, to be the greatest receiver BYU's ever had. And so I think I was somebody who nobody had any expectations for, which was a good position for me. I came in and really was third on the depth chart after my mission. We had Vic Soto, who was the highly recruited um, you know, tight end, four-star guy coming out of wherever he came out of, California, right? And then Carl's Andy Bad, San Diego, was the yeah. tight end. Yeah, yeah Carl's bad. And then there was Andrew George and myself. And so I find myself kind of third on the depth chart to begin spring ball and, and all that and kind of had to work my way up. But, you know, I was somebody that nobody really had much expectation for. And uh, fortunately, I was able to, to contribute the way that I did. But um, I think there are certainly similarities um, because there's a lot of improvement. I mean, what do we have in Matt Bushman? We don't really know. You know, he's had a great fall camp. You know, he's done a lot of great things in spring ball in the off offseason. Um, now, can he put it together in the regular season when it really counts and the lights come on? Um, I think he can, but that's still yet to be proven. And, uh, you know, I think we, we know what we have in Tanner and, um, I don't know what if we know what we have at running back, to be honest. So, And I don't think we knew really what Harvey was all about, you know, going into that year. We knew he was a capable player, but I don't think we knew he was as dynamic, you know, out of the backfield as a receiver as he was running through the tackle. So a lot of similarities, but, you know, some differences there as well. While we're drawing parallels, the LSU game, neutral side, NFL Stadium in Texas, Feels an awfully lot like that 2009 matchup with Oklahoma in Jerry's world. What was that experience like, and what advice from that game would you give to this year's BYU team as they head down after this week to take on the Tigers? I think the best advice I could give is knock out the starting quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Is uh, Colby Clawson available for uh, the LSU? Bring in Colby. Honestly, that was uh, it was such a fun game, and so much energy around that game. It, it feels a lot like that, to be honest. You know, in a neutral NFL stadium, um, you know, it's going to be predominantly LSU fans, which I think you know it's, it's fun for us as, as BYU players. You know, it's it's, it's going to kind of enhance the moment for us, and um, you know, it, it's one of those games that you got nothing to lose. You know, I don't think anybody's going to predict us to beat LSU in that game, so. Um, you can go out and play relaxed and loose and, and confident and whatever happens, happens for us. You know, the ball kind of went our way a couple times and we knocked the Heisman Trophy winner out of the game and 
you know, we, we were able to close it out at the end. And so, you know, any time you go into a game like that, you always have a chance. Dennis, we are stoked to do this once a week. Fridays with Dennis is uh, what we're going to call this. And I'm just to point out, you said you were third on the depth chart when you got to BYU as a tight end. Well, in a way, you're kind of third on the depth chart as the BYU Sports Nation host. So, <laughs> but look what in, happened. In you tell mind, Jason Shepard. In my mind, I'm at least second right now. <laughs> you you got to play like you got to act like you're the starter. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. Dennis, great stuff, man. Yeah. Safe travels, safe flight. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And uh, thanks again for joining the lineup in the fall every Friday. All right, thanks, guys. It'll be fun. We'll see you. We'll see you at the game tomorrow. You got it, Dennis Pitt on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Who is your BYU Sports Nation Fantasy Friday pick for the Portland State game? Hashtag BYUS. And coming up, ESPN's Trevor Maddich. He's going to call the game. He'll break down what he expects to see. But first, two on one with a Levitate Hefo. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Football happens tomorrow in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So why not hang out in Lavelle Edwards Stadium with us right now and our confetti desk? It's a very nice place to be. Hey, tonight, 17th ranked women's soccer. They take on Cal State Fullerton, 9 Eastern time. You can listen to it on BYU Radio and the app. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines, starting with the game day schedule tomorrow for BYU football. At 1 p.m. Eastern, the Cougar Countdown Show airs on BYU Radio. An hour after that, Countdown to Kickoff returns for another season on BYU TV. Join myself, David Nixon, Brian Logan, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Lauren Frankham. The whole crew is back for another fantastic football season. At 3 Eastern, the actual game on ESPN and BYU Radio. Post-game coverage will happen right after on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you want to see and hear from the players right after the game, there's one place to do that. BYU TV's post-game coverage. And, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, I'm, I'm emotional. It's a, hey, it's an emotional thing. I'm emotional. BYU TV's game day replay will air that night at midnight Eastern time. If you want to relive all of the BYU versus Portland State magic, you can do so on BYU TV. I just noticed something. Uh, All this confetti is LSU colored. What happened? It's not all LSU. No, it's, listen, it's it's yellow, Jerem. This isn't gold. This is. There's purple. This is yellow. This is yellow. Also, BYU doesn't what? play LSU what? tomorrow. They play Portland State. It oh, doesn't, doesn't matter. Make any sense to it doesn't matter. No, no, no. BYU's playing LSU. I mean, Portland State tomorrow. You that, know what I mean? They, this is about Portland State. Is it? Yes. Uh, BYU's 2018 schedule now has 12 games in it because New Mexico State announced earlier today it's playing in Provo next year, November 17th. So 12 games on the 2018 schedule, man. A full schedule as it stands right now. Cougars in the NFL now. Mitch Matthews and John Denny representing the Miami Dolphins played in a 38-31 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles last night. Harvey Longy, Kyle Van Noy, and the Patriots take on Ziggy Ansah and the Lions tonight. I remember him. It's an interesting matchup for Kyle Van Noy, right? For multiple reasons. Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs take on Jerem Seahawks tonight. DeAndre Wesley, Bronson Kafusi, Robertson Daniel, and the Ravens play the Bills Saturday. Kind of cool, and the Browns play the Buccaneers as well. Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill, and the Green Bay Packers 
about an eight-hour drive from Provo in Denver to take on the Broncos in preseason action tomorrow. Women's volleyball is picked to win the West Coast Conference by the coaches. Mary Lake, the libero, outside hitter McKenna Miller, both named to the preseason all-conference team. The 10th-ranked Cougars open up the season today at 2 Eastern in an hour and a half, people! Tomorrow's match versus 21st-ranked The Ohio State will be simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9.30 Eastern. And don't forget 17th-ranked BYU Women's Soccer. They host Cal State Fullerton tonight looking for win number one. You can listen live on BYU Radio at 9 p.m. Eastern. Each and every day throughout fall camp and now into the first week of actual game practice, Jeremy and I have gone two-on-one multiple times, or at least once, and showed you those interviews. We spoke with Aleva Hifo. He was given the nickname Alevitate by Squally Canada. We like it. We asked him about it. We also asked him why he feels better about himself as a starting wide receiver this year compared to last year's freshman campaign. Two-on-one BYU football, all access with Aleva Hifo. According to Squally Canada, you have one of my favorite nicknames on the football team, Alevitate. A levitate. He's a good one. What do you think of that? It's funny. He gave that to me when I first came here as a freshman, and at first I was like, what the heck is that? Like, But it kind of stuck with all the players, so I, I went with it. And I remember Squally was the one that gave it to me, so it's funny. So now you're a sophomore. you got a lot of run as a freshman. What's this year two been like for you? This year what? This season. How is this season maybe different than last year when you were a freshman and kind of figuring things out? Uh, definitely going to every game last year. I had a lot of jitters. Uh, kind of like, kind of like getting my feet wet last year. I, I had about ten plays each game, so it was good to see the field. So this year, I'm going in more comfortable. I feel like I can see the defenses a lot easier than last year. I was more nervous. What's the strength of the receiver group this year compared to BYU's receiving core for the last, I would say, five years? We definitely have a lot more speed, and I think you guys can see that too. We don't have as much height as we used to do, but I feel like we have the ability to get more open than our pass receivers have. What's been fall camp like with a, a new dynamic at quarterback where Tanner Mangum's strength is different than Taysom, and that means something different for the receivers now? Oh, I love Taysom. No no disrespect to him, but with Tanner, he's more comfortable in the pocket. I'm not saying that Tanner can't run. We've seen that he can run last year. But <laughs> Tanner's a lot more comfortable in the pocket, and he lets, he lets us make plays for ourselves. He throws the ball up for us to make plays, and we have to back him up on that. How would you describe Tanner Mangum's running style? He's definitely got a lot faster from when I've seen him his freshman year and a lot stronger. He's probably putting up, putting up like four plays every time we do big squats. So Tanner's definitely stronger and a lot faster than he usually was. Fun fact, his first play at BYU was an 11-yard rush against Nebraska. He came in, got 11 yards cause, because Taysom Mill's helmet came off. So he just kept it going from there, right? Yeah, he, he definitely does have the ability. Some people think that he's just the pocket passer only, but he definitely will be a threat to run. He's going to definitely keep linebackers on their toes because he can do more than just pass. What do you anticipate the BYU offense will do on Saturday in game number one against Portland State? Uh, no offense, Portland State, but I feel like our O-line is really good. They've stepped up a lot, and that's going to help a lot with our run game. And I feel like if we come out running the ball hard, I don't think we'll pass as much, but if we keep the ball running on the ground, then why not stop? How do you manage that, too? Because you want to get some quality reps in there, and you want to get some run for guys, but you don't want to show everything quite yet for LSU. So how do you think you guys manage that as an offense? Uh, I think we do a good job of it. In the spring, we, we stuck to the basics, and we obviously need to work on things still, but if we work on the basics and get the basics down first, then we can, we can branch off of that and do other plays like that. But, yeah, we definitely want to save some things in the Portland State game and hopefully just keep the ball running. According to Ben Cahoon, your receivers coach, it's been a very intense wide receiver competition through camp. He uses that 
different metric system with six different variables or however many it is, and guys are moving up and down. So to see your name, number one, in one of those wide receiver spots, what did that mean to you when the depth chart was released? Well, it's definitely a good feeling, but I also know that there are also guys that are pushing to work for that spot too. And everybody knew coming into this fall that no spot was guaranteed. And I think a lot of us know that too. So in the room, I wouldn't say there's tension between us, but there definitely is a chip on our shoulder to do better because every spot on the field is is open right now because we only have one turning starter, which is Jonah. Last year, BYU had two of its top five rushers in school history in the backfield, so it made sense to run a lot. How much more do you feel like BYU is going to pass this year since those two guys are gone? Uh, according to Ben, he thinks the production of passing per game is going to go to like 70 80%. I'm not saying that our runners are not as good as last year. We still have guys that can definitely move the ball, but I feel like we also have receivers that can make plays too. So why, why hide that? Who's impressed you among your peers in the wide receiving group in fall camp the most? Definitely Micah Simon. Uh, compared to last year when he wasn't traveling, I feel like his year off definitely made him better, both mentally and physically. How does that manifest itself? Like, what are you seeing on the field where you're like, whoa, Micah has gotten a lot better? His footwork. His footwork has increased incredibly, and his footwork is getting him open. So when he's running routes in open space from the slot position, it helps a lot. He has a step on a lot of guys that he's going against. Turnovers are somewhat lucky. Uh, you know, if you pick off a pass, if it's off a tip, you have to have the tip to get it right. So against Utah, can I request that the opening play be to you, a little redemptive moment on the first play? Yeah, I've, I've always thought to myself that the last past year, I said, like, if we played West Virginia again or if we played Utah again, I, I definitely want to redeem myself. And I'm not going to blame Taysom for that pass. You know, that was a catchable ball, but it just sucks that it happened, and I do want to redeem myself for it. So definitely looking forward to come Utah. How about, how about a, a sluggo, you deep? Does that sound okay? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. It's, it's a good double move off the line. Yeah. <laughs> For a touchdown against Utah, that's what I hey, want. Hey, look, you're always open. You're a receiver, so you're always <laughs> open, right? Yeah. yeah, we like to think that. <laughs> <laughs> with LSU and Wisconsin and Utah and some of these physical teams that really like to press you on the ball uh, when the snap happens, how are the receivers going to attack that differently, let's say, than – they have in, in the recent years when it's been tough to get off press coverage. We've definitely been emphasizing uh, getting off man. We're going to have man all the way across the field against Portland State. We'll probably have the same feeling against LSU, maybe Utah, and definitely against Wisconsin. We're going to have a lot, a lot of man. So we've been practicing that this whole fall, I feel like, since day one. We've been trying to emphasize trying to get off man so that we can make the job a lot easier for our quarterback. Do you like that challenge? Yeah, I do like it. Compared to zone, you don't. You feel like you're open sometimes, but in a zone coverage, there's always somebody near you. But in man, if you beat the guy in front of you, off to the races. Who are the toughest cornerbacks or safeties that line up against you in practice on this team? Uh, press coverage or getting off man coverage. I'd probably For corner, it'd probably have to be Dian Lake. And for, for the safeties, Tanner Jacobson. Tanner Jacobson, he's really patient. And I hate that about him, but <laughs> whenever I go against him, he doesn't fall for any first moves that I take, so I've been giving him a little more moves. But, yeah, he's definitely been good with the first moves. Okay. Just a couple of days away from uh, game number one in 2017, Elevitate. Elevitate he fell. Thanks for the time, Eleva. Thank you. Who is your hashtag BYUSN Fantasy Friday pick for the Portland State game? Maybe it's Eleva Hefo. Under the radar guy. I feel like that's going to be the answer for Portland State, right? Under the radar guys. And under the radar guys. Yes. Yeah. Some some interesting things will happen tomorrow. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, ESPN's Trevor Maddich breaks down the game with Portland State, tells us what he thinks is going to happen on the field. Through the face mask, people! Run!
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow night, women's volleyball debuts on BYU TV. It's BYU versus The Ohio State, number 10 versus number 21. Not bad. 9.30 Eastern time tomorrow on BYU TV and the app. And BYU Radio. Not to be confused with Ohio State. It is the Ohio State. Yes. Seriously. At their request. Twitter question today. Who is your BYU Sports Nation Fantasy Friday pick for the Portland State game? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is ESPN College Football Insider, National champion, college football player, NFL veteran, and good friend of the program, Trevor Maddich. He will be the color commentator for tomorrow's live game. Trevor, nice to have you back on the show. What's up, Trevor? Oh, it's great to be back. It's great to be actually watching a BYU game in person, too. You're going to get paid to talk about and watch the BYU game as it happens. How are your preparations coming along? Working on the railroad. Good. I tell you, you come in, you you. You, you hit a bit of a slow stretch trying to memorize the uh, defensive roster, especially up front, because some of the names are, you know, different from some of the other names. But uh, <laughs> I tell you what, once you get the hang of it, it's a good thing. How'd you get into the booth? You've typically been a studio analyst, but you're going to be in the booth for this game, which is a tremendous opportunity. Yeah, you know, it, they, they called me up and asked me if I wanted to do the BYU game, and it didn't take me long to jump through the phone. Grab him by the neck and say yes, <laughs> and so and, so, and, and, and that's about the extent of it. I mean, they they called and asked, and I said yes. And I'll tell you though, I'm excited. I, I haven't done a TV game for about ten years now, and uh, I've done a bunch of radio games. The radio is different. Radio is play by play driven, so the analyst is sort of there to complement the play by play guy. TV is analyst driven, so the play by play guy says what he has to and gets out of the way. So it's kind of a different flow. So I'm excited to get back into that. It's about time that the people on TV got more Trevor Manich, okay? Oh, that's exactly what they're all clamoring for. <laughs> what do you expect in the game tomorrow between BYU's offense and uh, BYU's defense? Like just a strictly BYU standpoint, what do you expect from both sides of the ball? Well, what I expect is that they'll face a bigger challenge than I think fans might want them to face. And if they don't treat this game like a big game, then Portland State is a very good FCS team this year, and they've got talent on both sides of the ball to make plays. And so so if you look at the, the offense, there, there's a couple things that really I'm looking for. One of them is I don't really know how good Tanner Mangum is. I know he's good at throwing the ball deep down the field to tall receivers, and they jump up and catch them. That's, that's good. I know he's a great guy, and his teammates and coaches love him. I know that. But I don't know how he will be as a rhythm passer in a system that requires him to read the defense, drop back, and hit a spot at a certain time. And I'm I'm guessing he'll be very good at it. But this is his first opportunity to really show that he can do that. So that's one of the main things I'm looking for on offense. Trevor, a few years ago, you dropped a line that we had some fun with. You said, don't sleep on Idaho State. So in the spirit of that line, can you give us – the, the updated version of that with Portland State? Yeah, uh, Portland State is better than Idaho State. So I was kidding around on those people on Idaho State. I'm not kidding around about Portland State. BYU has better talent and better depth. 
no question about it. But there are nine guys from FBS schools that have transferred in to this team. Uh, several of them are in the secondary. They've got a couple of guys that will be playing key roles in the secondary. One of them is Chris Cisek, who a few years ago in 2014 started the Rose Bowl for Oregon, which is the which was the semifinal of the inaugural playoff. And then he started in the national championship game. And now he's at Portland State. So they, they had a bunch of guys running around like that that can play football at a high level. You run to really watch out for the quarterback. Jelani Easton's a true freshman. But he's the kind of guy that is fast. He's got moves. And if you don't contain him, he can make you look silly. So this is why you've really got to pay attention if you're BYU and not just think this is a, an easy FCS lower-tier tune-up for LSU because this, this will actually be a good test for their focus because this team has some playmakers. What is your biggest question mark on the entire BYU team, whether it's on the offense or defense or special teams? Where are you just like, I have no idea what is going to happen? Well, the, uh, I'll give you two. One is a tight end. I mean, it, it, tight end needs to be a playmaking position for BYU's offense to be what it can be. And it hasn't been for a while, at least not on a consistent level. But now that they've moved Moroni Lalu Pututa there, and Matt Bushman has really risen up as a freshman, it looks like they, they've got that ability. So that, that's something that, that I'll be watching closely because in order to have a chance against the LSUs and Wisconsins of the world, that position needs to make plays. The other place is, is what do you do to replace Francis Bernard? Bernard is a big thumper the exact kind of guy you need to match up with teams like LSU, Wisconsin, Utah, Mississippi State that will be coming right downhill into your grill. You know, a 6'1", 240 Bernard was really good at countering that stuff. Well, all of a sudden now, you've got Matt Hadley, a safety that stepped up into that position, and other guys that will rotate in that are a lot smaller and a different style of player. So does this defense, especially the linebacker core, does it kind of shift a little bit? From what we, we thought as a, as a downhill, powerful, tackling group in the front seven to more of a 4 2 5 that relies a little more on speed. I think they'll have to. But how they put that together, I think, will be very interesting. Who will be BYU's primary playmaker on offense outside of Tanner Mangum, in your opinion? That's one question we're trying to figure out as well. Yeah, well, that's, that's a great question. And that is a question that I think they'll have to answer. You know, I think Jonah Trenerman. Wide receiver is a guy that really needs to step up. And how good he can be, I think, really depends upon his confidence. I think Tanner Mangum, one of his jobs will be to kind of get Trenman involved early so that he can develop that confidence, maybe even a little bit of swagger. Because his speed down the field opens up everything else, and he's got enough speed to challenge the LSUs and Wisconsin's and Utah's of the world. And the, the question, though, is can they get the ball to him and connect with him? in this game, in a way, that will put him in a position to be uh, to, to have that confidence going into the games against the big boys. So um, that, that is a playmaker that needs to rise up. ESPN College football insider and analyst for tomorrow's game against Portland State, Trevor Maddich, with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Trevor, it's great to have you back in Provo. Uh, just so you know, if you need a place to watch the uh, Mayweather versus McGregor fight tomorrow night, we got, we got I, I a think place we, can, for you. we can handle it after the game. Yeah, we got a place for you. Uh, Oh, you know what? If I can get there, I will. If I'm not sound asleep because I'm 
<laughs> Too bad I got an early flight. Uh, I will give you shoot me a note. And I'm like, <laughs> Let me ask you this: Who do you guys like in that fight? Ooh, it's hard to go against Floyd Mayweather. I like BYU as opposed to Portland State. <laughs> yeah, but but you know what they say: Don't sleep on Conor McGregor, right? <laughs> well played, Trevor Maddich. Well played. Hey, it's good there to talk go. to you. We'll see you tomorrow. You guys still okay? See you tomorrow. Trevor Maddich with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Your values, your timeline, your financial future. It's great to have him in the booth. That's awesome. First time in 10 years on TV. There you go. More Trevor Maddich, please. Mo. He'll be with us every Monday. Coming up, how did the Cougars and the Miners perform last night? More baseball on the way after this. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Dennis Pitta, Aleva Hifo, and ESPN's Trevor Maddich. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Ball night tomorrow in the afternoon versus Portland State. Countdown to kickoff airs at 2 Eastern on BYU TV. After the game, tune in to BYU TV for post-game coverage as well. Defensive lineman Mo Longy. Is this the first time we've said his name on today's show? Yeah. He has been announced as a member of the Peisman Trophy watch list presented to the country's most entertaining linemen. Volleyball. Women's teams picked to win the West Coast Conference by the coaches. Libero Mary Lake, outside hitter McKenna Miller, both named to the preseason all-conference team. 10th-ranked BYU opens the season today against St. Louis, 2 Eastern time. Tomorrow night, 9.30 Eastern time, 10th-ranked BYU versus 21st-ranked The Ohio State on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Soccer. 17th-ranked BYU hosting Cal State Fullerton tonight on BYU Radio at 9 p.m. Eastern. Ladies looking for win number one. Softball. Softball hired a new assistant coach. Her name's A.J. Tauali'i. She's going to assist Gordon Eakin. She was a stud player at Hawaii. Cougars in the minors. Brennan Lund, one for five for the Mobile Bay Bears in a 12-5 victory over the Biloxi Shuckers. Jacob Hanneman, one for four in RBI for the Iowa Cubs in a 5-3 win over the Memphis Redbirds. Also on the diamond, Colton Shaver. Went one for three for the Tri-City Valley Cats in a 2-1 to loss to the Connecticut Tigers. And Colton Shaver won for three for the Tri-City Valley Cats and 2-1 loss to the Connecticut Tigers. Yes, you just said that. I just said that. Yeah, sports. <laughs> I wanted you to know that. No, it's all good. Did you know BYU averages 50 points? I knew that. Against yeah. <laughs> FCS competition. Our elite tweet of the day from at JKBYU01. Not enough love for the running game. I think Squally will show BYU that we are in good hands with 200-plus yards. Whoa. Fantasy Friday player? Jeez. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Dominic Unger. We are back to work on Monday. There's a football game tomorrow in Lavelle Edwards Stadium.